What's up, guys? Welcome back. Stoner Thoughts Podcast coming at you today here on Spotify. And you know what? Like, <clears throat> pardon me coughing. I've had this, like, weird tick in my throat. I have allergies, like, really bad when it gets, like, windy out here. And there's these trees outside that are covered in these, like, yellow flowers that I feel like... Hold on, gotta scoot the mic a little bit. Anyways, but I feel like it is literally, like, they were literally put there... Just to, like literally assassinate my allergies man like i don't understand why allergies exist like why do i need to be allergic to trees and flowers you know shit that normal people would be around and be like oh it's fine but then i'm sitting here like yeah give me like two benadryl please and some tylenol for this headache that i'm getting but you know what aside from my allergies i hope you guys are having a beautiful fucking day because it's another summer day here in the desert here in socal and uh, I just want to say congratulations to me, because I'm really happy with myself. My TikTok finally hit like a thousand followers, dude. That means I can go live on TikTok. I don't know how impressive that is to anybody else, but you know what? I feel pretty fucking good about being able to do that. And it's like, you know, it's just something that's cool to me. And I I, I, I really want to ask the people on there, maybe if I did this, 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 this podcast live like I did this live on TikTok and I also recorded and uploaded it to like Spotify and Anchor over here but like you know it's it's just interesting it's an interesting thought process that I'm I'm going through at the moment but another thing that's piqued my thought process these last couple nights dude I've had some really interesting characters coming to work at the gas station and it's funny because like I've been looking for a second job or like another form of employment and I've had like ever it's like that whole manifesting thing like if you think about something hard enough and long enough you'll eventually get what you're after and like not necessarily get what you're after I guess but like you'll get like sorry moving stuff around on my desk you'll you'll see more of the things that you envision for yourself pop up in reality around you like and for me I've been thinking for the last like couple months like man I should really look into getting a new job I should look into like something that's still nice but like maybe something with like a higher pay grade or like something that's just like not necessarily easier but something that's more like dependable I guess you would say and all of a sudden, I've had, like, three job offers. I've gone to two interviews this week. Like, hopefully that pans out good for me. And I, I really am excited to see exa- just exactly where, like, the universe takes me and where it leads. And for those of you sitting there right now going, oh, he's on some hippie bullshit. Try it. Like, seriously, dude. I'm not going to tell you, like, you're wrong or fuck you or I'm right or I'm the superior being or any shit like that because I'm not. Number one, I'm not any better than anybody else in existence. I'll get that right out the door, right off my chest right now. But, like, I guess it's more or less, like, you get you get back what you put out there. And if you're putting out there good vibes and happiness, you know, you're being nice to people and doing things for people to help them out. You know, you're not, you're not like, fucking up or making too many mistakes or some shit like that. Like, you know, or if somebody else makes a mistake and your first thought is, I should help this person instead of I should ridicule this person. That's always a good first step to take in any situation where you're trying to like if you're trying to lift yourself up the only way you can lift yourself up is by not putting everybody else down because if you're too busy putting everybody else around you down then that just means that you're just going to be putting yourself down at the end of the day and 
like let's be real what fun is life if all you're focused on is like embettering yourself like we're put here not just for ourselves, but like for the people around us and before I get too caught up in explaining exactly what I mean by all this I'm just gonna lay it out there like this all right needed to hit a stizzy for this one let's say you're out there in the world and you know you're you're stuck in a spot right now and you know you can't find a job or let's say you're stuck on that unemployment trend and like you don't want to find another job because you're just chilling you're vibing you're getting your unemployment and like you know hey fuck what everybody says you're getting that that extra cash every week you're getting like twelve hundred dollars a month like in some situations not everybody's situation But imagine for a moment, if you could, that you took some of that money and you put it into a good cause, like a charitable donation. Or let's say you see someone at like a restaurant and like their card gets declined or something and you're the guy behind them in line and you're like, hey, let me get that for you. And that goes for everybody. You know what? That goes for everybody. Not just people on unemployment or any shit like that. That goes for everyone. If you dish out good, you'll get good back. And I'm a firm believer in that. But, you know, there's also the opposite side of the spectrum where it's like, if you do a lot of good things and you feel really good and you're getting so much good back, but you're not putting that same good out there, if you're being like an asshole, but you're getting good for a while, eventually your luck's going to flip on you. Because if you start getting all these good things without putting more good out there into the universe, I can speak to this from like firsthand experience, you're going to start getting negative energy and everything back because you're not putting that same amount of effort back into the universe that the universe is putting into you and you can't if you can't invest in it it will not invest itself back into you i guarantee fucking you that you're going to be sitting there at some point super duper sad wishing you had done like something different or you know maybe that you had not been like such a dick or some shit like that i don't know whatever whatever floats your fucking boat it's all about karma like everything that goes around comes back around and keeping that good spirits and that like you know you could be going through like the worst time in your fucking life you could be hitting the bottom dollar bottom of the barrel scraping just to get by like you know living off of food stamps and you know handouts and shit like that and nobody wants to be there I guarantee you nobody ever wants to be there but I've been there you know I've gone and hit up a couple of food banks in my day when I couldn't afford groceries like for myself or for like you know, my family at the time when I had, like, all that shit going on, like, it's been intense. Everybody's had to go through situations that were not the best, but you make the best of it, and as long as you can put that, you can still go through shit like that and smile, at the end of the day, like, that, that, that's what I feel makes, like, a strong person. You don't have to be, like, physically, like, able to move, like, 200 pounds or, like, lift the front end of a car and shit like that, but if you can, if you can motivate yourself and if you can motivate those around you to continue to pursue good and believe that good things still exist, because a lot of people just give up or lose faith or they're like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. Like, this isn't a good idea. This isn't a good place for me. I'm going to go find something different over here. And you're running away from your problems constantly. Like, that's just not, that's not how you should handle things. You know, sometimes you just got to sit down, look at a situation and be like, all right, this sucks. But I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna make my. I'm gonna make the best out of it, and I'm gonna help other people out. And hopefully, if I help other people out, people will help me out. 
And everybody I feel like has been through this same shit at one point or another. But anyways, I'm gonna quit rambling right now. Let the music play for a couple of seconds. I'm gonna tell you guys a couple of stories from this last week at work. Some instant karma stories where things just flipped around right away and either ended up good or ended up really, really shitty for whoever the said person was who was involved in it. So let's let that music play for about like, I don't know, couple seconds to you, a couple minutes to me. Okay. So anyways, guys. On the aspect of karma, like, there's so many things in this world that, like, you just, you gotta be ready for. You gotta be, like, able to accept, and you gotta be able to, like, you know, take, like, the wins with the losses and the losses with the wins. You can't always have good, but you can't always have bad either. Like, eventually something good's gonna come along. And like I said, about the whole, like, me manifesting, like, good things happening and shit like that. I believe that it works. Not like a hundred percent of the time, and you're not always gonna get what you want out of it. But I'll say this, I got a couple of stories for you. So again, these are gonna be work-related stories, and the first one that I'm gonna tell you is gonna be... How about a few nights ago? Right, me and my buddy are working, you know, it's, it's his last week at the job that we're currently at. He got a new job over at Amazon working at the warehouse. They got a big signing bonus and shit, so he was like, yeah, cool, I'm gonna go do that. And I was like, that's sick. I don't have a car. That sucks. You know, like... And it, it, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. The man's upgrading, and that, that's the best you could want for anybody. But then we have this kid come in who completely fucks up our night... Grabs an 18-pack of fucking Corona, right? And he's walking around the store, and he looks obviously underage. I looked at him when I came out, and he looked at me, and then I kind of, like, turned back around and went in the kitchen because my timer went off for my food, and my buddy is standing there cleaning the soda machine. Turns around and sees the kid, like, sliding towards the door, and we're, like, he goes, Ah, 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 don't you fucking think about it, man. The kid dips out the door, throws the beer in the passenger seat of a charger, and slams out of the parking lot. Like, I mean, like... Burns out. It is a brand new Challenger, dude. Like, I shit you not, when I saw the video, this thing was clean. This thing was minty fresh. This thing was sparkling, like, to the fucking nines. Now, not only did this kid almost hit a customer, and thank God he missed the guy because the guy, like, jumped back, like, and the guy, like, the charger, thankfully, just went straight through, like, didn't even hit the brakes. But when he went into the main street next to where I work, for those of you that don't know what a median is, most of you should, I'd assume at this point. A median is basically a double-sided curb in the middle of the street that has, like, plants and stuff between it. Like a giant fucking planter that runs down the center of the street. Well, this charger hit that planter going about, like, maybe, like, 35, 40 miles an hour. Hard enough to bounce the front end and the back end. And as it's driving away, all you hear is this, like, this ticking noise. I hate to say it, but with how young the kid looked, I seriously don't believe that that was his car. So not only did he just commit, like, a crime and almost hurt somebody very, very badly, but his instant, like, instant karma for it was 
essentially wreck it, like wrecking the car. Like, I mean, it drove away still, but like that was a brand new car, dude. And at the age of 15, I'm sorry, you can afford a brand 15, 16 kid had to be like high school age. He was also wearing an Indio t-shirt, which is the city I live in. He was wearing one of the high school t-shirts. So I'm assuming a high schooler. So I would assume probably an older friend's car or like his parents' car or somebody's car in the family or like one of his friend's dad's cars or some shit like that. And I looked at my, I looked at my coworker and I went, you know what? Let's not call the cops on him. Like you already fucked up. You know, if the cops find this car, they're going to know who it is. But the kid, I, th I feel like he got enough of that instant justice punishment by the fact that you know if that is someone he knows car. Not only is he going to get shit from them for fucking up their car just to steal beer, but he's going to have to get like a summer job. He's going to have to pay the damages on it. He's going to have to pay for the insurance on it. Like, and it's just going to be bad for him and he's going to have to pay for what he did. Whenever you commit an action, you have to deal with the consequences. That's how it works. And who knows, like maybe he did like another beer run at another store or something and everything just added up or he was doing some dumb shit and everything just added up and this was his like big like retribution where the universe was finally like all right enough of you doing dumb shit we're gonna put a stop to it and that that's how it goes sometimes and like i had to deal with talking to customers about it the one customer wanted to call the cops on him we got his plates on video like at the store but we had to wait until the next day to look at the cameras but like you know, it's just, it, you, you do stupid shit, you're gonna get caught, and it's not gonna be fun for you. And let me tell you guys another fucked up story about, like, some shit that happened at work real quick. I got the, I got the best one saved for last, though, so that's gonna be the pocket story, alright? So the second story starts off, like, I don't know, the, literally the night after, or the night of the dude taking off with the charger, I can't remember, all the night shifts kind of blend together after a while. But this lady comes in, wants to use the bathroom, right? So of course, us being like a gas station, I'm like, yeah, cool, second door's open, go ahead on in. Didn't think about the fact that she was literally carrying like a duffel bag on her, right? So she goes into the bathroom, and all I hear is, like, this, like, sound. The sound, anybody that smokes weed and does dabs knows the sound of when a torch comes on, right? And I mean, I'm standing there outside the bathroom door kind of listening, like, what the fuck is she doing in there? And my coworker's right there, and I do the whole, like, shh, shh, don't say anything, like, like the stay quiet hand motion, and we're standing there listening to this torch. For a solid, like, 30, 45 seconds... And all we hear is, like, the smooth, like, you know, this little bubbly sound, like the whole... Of somebody slurping, like, a dab rig or some shit. And then the coughing. And she comes out. You hear, like, the glass of the dab rig tinkling in her backpack or some shit. And, like, we kind of figured it was weed, because after you take the dab, we could kind of smell it, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, that, that's fucking dabs. Why is she taking dabs in the fucking bathroom? Like, she could have done it in her car parked outside. Like, I get it. There's a risk of police. But, guys, please don't smoke in gas station bathrooms. Like, oh, damn, I just bumped that off my desk. There's so many better places that you can go to smoke. If, if Even around where the gas station that I'm at. 
Like, if you park your car at the gas station and you're gonna go smoke a joint, just go stand on the side of the building or out back by the car wash. Like, we're not gonna fucking say anything to you. The worst we'll say to you is, like, hey, like, could you, could you just, like, go, like, ten feet that way, like, so I don't have to fucking deal with you, so you're off camera? Like, but I'm not gonna stand there and fight somebody for smoking a joint, like, in public. Like, yeah, it's bad, but as kids and shit, like, we did that all the time. Like, I'm not gonna stand there and throw fisticuffs with somebody over, like, weed. But I've also caught people at work shooting up heroin inside the dumpster area, and I've seen them doing it. Like, I've walked in on a guy with a needle, like, in his arm, like, looking up at me, holding the cinch tie in his mouth, and I'm just like, I'm just here to throw the trash away, dude. And I throw the trash away, and I'm like, y you need to go. Or I'm gonna call the cops. Because heroin, I don't fuck with those guys. And then people come out, like, tweaked out and coked out all the time to the gas station at night. And I just look at them, I'm like, yeah, you guys need to go. And then these two guys come in one night, and they're like, hey, you guys know where to get crack? Like, straight up, just ask me like that. And I'm like, no. Maybe green crack, the strain of weed, but not, like, actual crack. Like, meth. Like, crystal. No. We don't fuck with any of that shit. Disclaimer. Don't ever go into a gas station and be like that and ask the guys at the gas station if we know where to get drugs. Just because we work at a gas station does not know does not mean we know where to get hard drugs. I mean, I know it's implied, but come on, guys, cut us a break every now and then, at least a little bit every now and then. Like, it is what it is. I get that, but I mean, shit, guys. Like, fuck, come on. Like, at, at two o'clock in the morning, do you really need to be doing coke? Like, let's be real. But anyways, back to the chick that took dabs inside the store. So she's walking around, she grabs a couple bags of chips. She's super high at this point, because it's like five minutes of her just walking around. Grabs a soda, you know, grabs like a couple Dr. Peppers, grabs a couple Monster Energy drinks. She's got like this like plethora of goods up on the counter, like chips, sodas, Monsters, Dr. Pepper. Like I say Dr. Pepper is different than soda because Dr. Pepper is my favorite soda. So I'm, I'm staring at a can of it right now. And then she goes and she wants cigarettes, so I'm like, alright, cool, fuck it, cigarettes, like, give me some CRID, cool, you're over 21, whatever. And I look at her with a straight face and I go, so what kind of dabs were those? And she goes, her face, dude, like, bleaches out. And she was Hispanic, so you know what, to see a Hispanic girl turn white like that was pretty fucking scary. But she looks at me, she's like, uh, what dabs? I'm like, the ones you just took in the bathroom. I didn't take any, and I looked at her and I went, sweetie. Come on. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking go tell anybody. It's already done. What am I gonna do? Have them arrest you while you're high? No, you're buying a bunch of shit. Just buy your shit and fucking leave. Like, she pays for everything. I scan her ID, give her her cigarettes, like, and she's like, thank you. Turns around. Goes to walk out the front door, and I shit you not, walks straight into the fucking door. Just, you heard it. It was like... Like, her fucking body hitting the door. Like, I heard it. And she goes, oh, shit, fuck. And, like, falls back, falls flat on her ass. And I'm kind of holding back the chuckles at this point. But I walk over, I help her up. And I'm like, man, they hit you hard, huh? She goes, yeah. I'm like, you should go sit in your car, drink an energy drink, hang out for a bit, have a couple cigarettes. Like, go stand on the side of the building. You know, sober up a bit before you try driving anywhere. And she's like, okay. So she's outside. And I felt kind of bad about how this story ended. She's outside. She's in her car. She's sitting out, like, sits on the hood, and she's having a cigarette. I'm throwing the trash. I'm like, you feeling any better? She goes, I'm so high. 
I'm just, I'm too high to drive. Like, oh my God, I, I there's no way, there's no way. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, be careful. The same cop that comes in every morning to come get her soda. The sergeant, who happens to be my neighbor that lives a few houses over from me, dude. She's really cool. Definitely knows I smoke weed. I'm always high at work, but like... She pulls up to get her drink. And the girl who's stoned as shit jumps in her car and rips out of the parking lot. And she looks at me and she goes, what's her deal? I looked at her and I went, she just took dabs in the bathroom. She's really high off of marijuana. Probably shouldn't be driving. And she's like, oh, well, I'm off duty. Like, she wasn't even going to chase her. But the girl sped off so quick that it was like, what are you doing? Like, you're high as fuck. You're drawing attention to yourself. You're going to get caught. There's no need for you to be going crazy at a gas station. It's just like nights when I've caught, like, kids smoking joints in the side of the building, like, over by the dumpster, and they I walk out to throw the trash out, and they're over there, like, smoking the... Oh, shit. Are you gonna tell anyone? Are you gonna call the cops? I'm like, my boy, if you give me a hit of that, I ain't gonna say shit to nobody. Just kidding. I, I've never actually done that. The thought has crossed my mind, if it happens again, to be like, oh, you know, if you let me smoke a little bit of your weed, like, I probably won't go tell anybody. But you know what? Like, I'm not gonna be that dick on a daily basis to some random kids. I look at them. This time, though, I think I kind of impressed these kids. Because, and I shouldn't be saying kids. They were definitely, like, adults who were just hiding somewhere smoking a joint, probably on a road trip, because they had a car out front. So they were at least, like, 18, 19. They were at least old enough to be driving a pretty decent car. And they were like, you're not going to call the cops on us, right, man? And I was like, dude, no. And, like, I threw my trash away, pulled out my stizzy, and I was like... I was like, you guys are fine. I'm not going to say shit. And they were like, oh, cool. Like, you smoke. You're fucking cool. You're dope. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, it's too easy to impress these kids nowadays. But, like, it happens. So I was stoned. And I'm looking at these kids like, I'm going to go back inside now. I'm like, you guys finish that and then get the fuck out of here. Like, I was joking around with them. And they go, like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And that has nothing to do with karma. But, like, I feel like I actually might have got bad karma from that. Because the first thing that happened when I went inside is I went to grab a drink of my coffee. Literally spilled it all over the fucking back room and had to clean it up. And I'm just like, fuck, like, shit, goddamn. Like, I probably should have told them to put it out and leave or some shit. Like, I don't know. It could have been make bad karma on my part. But here's another bit of a story that's going to be about some good karma that I got last night and an interesting conversation I had with the customer at 2 o'clock in the morning over a joint that he had rolled himself in his truck while we were talking. I'll cut to that in just a second. Okay, guys, so... This older gentleman comes in around like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm taking my... I'm, 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 I was on lunch, so it had to be around 2. Sorry, allergies. Again, I apologize. And this guy is just standing there talking to me about like... You know, he wants to buy some zigzags. And all we sell is the one and a quarter and um, the regulars. So I'm standing there, I'm like, well, one of the quarters you could roll a filter into and it'd be much easier. You could probably roll better cones with it too because you just want to roll a bunch of cones and then stuff them. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, man, I'll get those. And this guy, I shit you not, sounded like fucking Tommy Chong. Like, ow. 
you ever get allergies and get like a continuous sniffle where you can't stop sniffling? It's just like an instinctual reaction. That's what I'm going through at the moment. Okay. Anyways, back to the Tommy Chong sounding motherfucker. And this guy is like super cool. Gets those. I think he got like a pack of smokes and like a soda. Gosh, I am sorry. I'm sniffling a lot now. But like, I clock out for my lunch and I go outside. I'm sitting there over on the side of the building having myself a cigarette after I ate my hot dog. And he's still there and he's sitting there working on something in his truck. He had the window down, so I walk over. I'm like, hey, boss, how's it going? Like, what you doing there? And he's rolling a joint. He's like, just rolled up a doobie, man. You want to take a hit? And I look at him. I'm like, no shit. I'm on lunch. I'm off the clock. So he sparks it, right? Takes a couple drags while we're talking, man. And he starts talking about, like, the pandemic and, like, the coronavirus and all that. And he, then he starts telling me about, like, back in, like, you know, the 60s and 70s when, like, when he was a young adult and how, like, when the system tried to control us, this, tried to control them the same way that they're controlling us right now. And then he goes, he, he, he brought up a big, like, a big thing to me, dude. He was like, hey, he goes, you know how you wear that mask? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, now you know how much you would have, like, you know, what's the word? What was the word he used? I can't remember, but, like, basically, like, he compared, like, us wearing masks and being mandated and having to get stamps and cards to show our vaccinations. He compared that shit to Nazi Germany. And for some fucking reason, it made sense to me. Like, they're basically giving everybody a label, everybody a number, checking your health insurance information to see if you're vaccinated or not. Like, businesses are eventually going to not allow people who are non-vaccinated to go in. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I can... Still grow my own food. I can cook my own food. I can do whatever I have to fucking do, man. Like, I am not touching that vaccine. I read a story about a lady coming back to life. I read a story about a dude losing his arm. I read an article about, like, public health mandates and how, like, it technically should be illegal for places to require to see a vaccination card because that's private medical records and shit, like... And the reason he compared it to Nazi Germany was he goes, yeah, show me your card is basically like saying, show me your arm. Like the, the number tattoos that people would get, like the Jews would get when they were put into camps. Well, not only Jews, also Catholics, gypsies, countless other numbers of people that were just, you know, left out of the history books. But like, it was so crazy to think that this guy who had lived through, like, a revolutionary time period. Several, actually, if you count, like, the 80s and, like, the rock revolution in the 90s and shit. Such different times. And he would tell... He was telling me, too, he goes, everything was just different back then, man. Like, we could we could kind of do whatever we wanted. You could grow weed, free love. Like, yeah, they'd still raid your house and take your shit, but, like, you know, you, you'd be best off, like, just getting a place out in the woods somewhere, growing your own weed, growing your own food, living off of the earth, and I'm just like, damn, this shit makes sense. And I had this whole thought process after he had, like, left and we had finished this joint, man, and him telling me, like, the young people of the nation, your people, gotta stand up, man, and do something about the way this this place is getting run, because, you know, we need some kind of revolution, man. He goes, I can't even buy pot for less than a hundred bucks an eighth for the shit that knocks me out. I'm like, damn. 
By the way, this was some good shit. This was not like swag, dirt, side of the road shit that we had smoked. This was like, I was off of like two or three drags off of this like, you know, king size joint. I was sitting there like fucking questioning everything, dude. And then I'm sitting there looking up at space and aliens runs through my mind and I'm like, what if aliens are watching us and we're just a big petri dish and like humans are just advanced machines, like your muscle tendons are a pulley system. You know, your, your fuel is food and water, like, your exhaust is, like, waste in the form of, like, you know, the stuff you leave in the bathroom toilet. There's just this big thought process that went into it, man. And this guy kind of opened up my eyes. And then he, cut, he came back at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning after getting into his hotel room to buy coffee. And he starts talking to me again. By the way, I was still blitzed at 4 o'clock in the morning after cooking the breakfast food. I was drooling, dude. I was so hungry. But, like, he starts talking to me again. He's like, man, do you remember what I said earlier today, man? He goes, think about it, man. Like, he was on another level at this point when he came back. But he starts telling me all these, like, stories about, like, the 60s and the 70s and how they used to, like, go hide out and, like, they would all get, like, one house and have, like, 20 people living in it because, you know, can't afford to live in L.A. And the 60s, man, had to fucking buy a big-ass house, dude. And they would, like, grow their weed, like, underneath, like, their rose bushes in their garden. And they had a whole, like, system and a whole plan as to how they did their grows and shit. And, like, dude, I was fucking, like, I was just enamored by the stories this guy was telling me. Like, and he was like, yeah, it was all about rock and roll and free love. And everybody was getting some. And it was good karma, good vibes. Like, and it just kind of blew me away. Because to hear somebody of this age who had been through it who had lived through it been a part of it even to hear somebody with that much knowledge on the subject and the fact that it pertained to marijuana I looked at him like dude everything you've been telling me makes perfect fucking sense man like like they are mandating things they are charging more it is harder to get away with shit now they are basically going to start like carding us like we're, we have numbers stapled to us like you might as well just get your vaccine code tattooed on your arm so when anybody asks for it you can just flash it and they can scan it with a QR reader like it's a really rough thought process to get your head around because it's like you feel like you feel like you're about to know something about it and then you realize like I realized last night like the stories I tell and the shit that I make in the comments and stories about like running from the cops or like almost getting arrested or getting caught by my parents like that stuff is not shit to what they went through because they literally like could end up in prison if you spoke out too much you'd end up like shot dead in the street like completely different fucking time period man and it was really cool to learn something about it and it was really cool to like listen to someone who had been there and done that talk about it instead of listening to some of these young revolutionaries who quote themselves as revolutionaries who talk about all this shit and talk about wanting to you know stand up and rise up and encouraging everybody else to do it but they're not going to do it themselves like they're just going to sit at home and watch the chaos ensue I mean it's like think about it man like just think about it if everybody stood up all at once and did something and wanted change and voted for change they would be change 
the problem comes from the fact that so many people are so scared of like defying the establishment and fucking up the norms that it's like no 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 hold on don't change anything because if you change things things are going to change somebody needs to make that like my quote of like the year but it's like if, if you change things I understand Especially from, like, my perspective, like, I'm pretty comfortable the way I am right now. Do I like the way, like, things are being run and things are being done? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no politician. I'm no professional. But, like, I'm sure there's a better way things could be being handled. I'm sure there's a better way that you could go about committing such acts and, like, getting legislation, getting things pushed into the House, into the Senate, into your state and local governments. Like, the thing that people got to remember is no one person can do it alone. Now, let me say it like this. If, like, a thousand people in the valley where I live were going to go, like, protest something that I was really passionate about and I really believed in, yeah, I would I would definitely want to be there. I would definitely want to be a part of the protest. I would definitely want to sit here and stand up for what I believe is right. But am I going to think about something that I don't like about the city and walk up to City Hall with one sign and stand alone? That's where you hear the stories about people who, people are like, oh, they had courage, they had balls, they had this, they had that, like, I get it, I understand. But at the same time, I guess before I was going to come into any cause like that, I would want to, like, build my following a little bit more and have, like, at least, like, a hundred people go to try and make a difference with me. Like, or have, like, a group that I could join that I, we could go testify for things that we want and protest for things that we want. But again, like, the danger of it comes from, like, you, if you go by yourself and you end up dead, killed, or whatever, then you're a martyr. And then people will follow your cause because you're a martyr. Like, Starkiller in fucking Star Wars. Like, he started the rebellion and him dying inspired them to continue the rebellion. I know that's a weird, adverse way of thinking about it, but, like... If I stood up for something that I believed in, that I believed was right, other people believed was morally right, but nobody went and stood with me, and I go and stand by myself, and I end up dead, I'm a martyr. And then all of a sudden, people are going to be like, oh, this person died, so we should all flock to whatever cause he believed in, or they will imagine a cause that you believed in, and then flock to that. And it's the same thing with a lot of protests, and a lot of people, like a lot of haters and stuff like that. Like, a lot of people get on that level of like, Oh, this person died. So let's all, all of a sudden want to stand up and believe in what they believe in and fight for what they believe in. Like, if I died, all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, there should be dispensaries in Indio. It's stupid that a city can ban a business from being there just because of the type of business that it is. They, there's plenty of bars in Indio. There's plenty of gas stations that sell alcohol. There's plenty of smoke shops. There's plenty of places that sell cigarettes and tobacco and... You know, hell, you can go to fucking Walgreens and get a full night, like, party going on in li for, like, 50 bucks. You can get a couple of those giant fucking swishers that they make that, like, you could pull all that out. Dude, I shit you not, I really want to get one, grind up, like, a half ounce and pack it down flat. And just smoke the whole fucking thing in one night with a group of homies. Like, you'll, you can take breaks. We could take breaks and turn it off or, like, you know, butt it out or whatever. But it would be like a full, like, 12-hour blunt. And we would be super stoned by the end of it. We'd have to hang up some hammocks and, like, be ready to sleep if somebody passes out. Like, 
that sounds like a fun idea though that's not the point my point is like they don't let dispensaries operate here in Indio because of the fact that you know it's a dispensary it's frowned upon it's unsightly. It's deemed like not like a legitimate business in this particular city. Same thing when I lived in Riverside. There's no dispensaries in Riverside. When I lived in Riverside, if I wanted to go buy weed, I had to go all the way to San Bernardino. Or, thank God, there was a delivery service called Ease that I used to get like my little like ounce of old pal pre-ground sativa like slash hybrid in there. It was this like little bag that was a smell proof bag, came with some papers and some tips and I would roll cones on it and I would pack the cones down and I'd go smoke them. And that's what I smoked for, like, almost, like, about, like, a year and a half was, like, the old pal weed. Because I couldn't get anything else unless we drove to San Bernardino. And even then, if I went to San Bernardino, I'd get some edibles and some carts. Maybe an eighth or two of, like, some good kush. But for the most part, like, I was chilling on that old pal for, like, a long time. And eventually, yeah, I had to start smoking more of it and order it more often. But a whole half ounce of it was only, like, 58 bucks. Yeah, it wasn't testing really high, but if I could smoke as much of it as I wanted... There you go. I didn't have a problem with it. But anyways, man, like, this this older gentleman definitely opened my eyes to a few things. And kind of like the, the good karma I received from sitting and talking to him was I went outside for my last break and he was, like, hanging out. Because he was, I was, I told him, like, oh, I'm going to take my break in a couple minutes. I'll come say bye to you. He's like, all right, man, I'm going to go, you know, do my thing. So he's out there. He rolls a joint. We're sitting there talking. He's like, you know, man, like, thanks for taking the time out of your day to talk to an old guy like me. Like, you know, it really means a lot that somebody, like, gives a shit. And he's like, it's cool that you smoke. Hands me a fucking nug right then and there. I wrap it up in my cigarette cellophane from my cigarette pack and... C'est la vie. That was it. Like, that was, that's life. Like, I just I took the nug, shoved it in my shirt pocket, shoved it in my pocket, tucked it in my cigarette pack. Like, and that was it. The homie let me put it in his car until the end of work might still be in his car actually and like you know he, the, the good karma out of it was I got a nug of some fire ass weed from some old hippie because I was just nice enough to open my mouth and talk to him take time guys let that be the lesson that you take from this podcast today take time to talk to people around you get to know your environment get to know your surroundings Get to understand exactly, like, exactly who you are and what you want to be and, like, what you want to do and how you want to grow as a person. And then be good enough to attack that situation head on and pursue that. That has nothing to do with smoking weed. That has everything to do with just, in general, being a good person. You know, live your life how you're going to live your life. Do what you're going to do. Like, people are going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But the most you can do for some random person is at least tell them, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, have a good day. You know, don't judge them by the color of their skin, their accent, their lack of an accent, their ability to speak a certain language or not. Like, you know, just be nice. Whether they're homeless whether they're like you know somebody who works at a gas station like me you can always come say hi to me guys hell that'd be fun good luck finding my gas station though assholes but like probably shouldn't have said that now somebody's gonna come over to my work and be like you're the pothead from the radio show and I'm gonna be like yes that's me the guy with the lo-fi music in the background but anyways 
Like, you know, take time out of your day, regardless of what the person is, who the person is, what the person believes, what you believe, what you look at, what you see, what your premonitions are, stereotypes, any of that shit. Look past the person as a person and just think of them as a human being. Treat them like a human being. Treat them the way you'd want to be treated. If somebody comes into the store, the first thing I say to them is, hey, how's it going, man? Hope you're having a good one. Whether they understand me or not, because a lot of people that come in just speak Spanish. And that's okay. It is what it is. But just be good to each other, guys. That's all I want to get out of this at the end of the day for the message, the good karma. Be good to each other. Or as Bill and Ted said, be excellent to each other. I think it was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I want to say it is. I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to pursue my knowledge of 80s movies, which is like not that much, except for like Back to the Future, Terminator. I mean, Terminator was 90s, I think. Next episode might be about movies, guys. Now that I'm thinking about that, holy crap. But anyways, guys, I'm going to head out. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Story Thoughts Podcast here on Spotify. Go follow the socials. I attach most of them to the main profile page. Feel free to check it out. Later, guys.